This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're traveling to the future of 1978 Britain doing dirty-ass RJ shit as we watch uh. Spine 191 in the Criterion Collection, Derek Jarman's Jubilee from 1978. But first, RJ. Yes? The, the curse continues. Well, Jared, we're having an interesting month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the entire month of September has been nothing but problems and misfortunes, and it seems like it seems like these are maybe signs. Signs, yeah. Signs that M Night Shyamalan signs telling us to quit. Yeah. So uh, right now we're kind of under the gun. Uh, RJ's AC power adapter for his laptop, his only source of power, mm-hmm. it has died. And he's mm-hmm. using a less than adequate power supply, which yes. is uh, we've managed to like spark together, giving RJ a mere twelve percent on his laptop. So uh-huh. we're so we're going to uh, attempt an episode for as long as that's going to last. I think he, it's dropped three percent in five minutes. Yes. So that's and exciting. Y- right now, I'm getting uh, my your battery is running low flashing to me every uh 20 seconds so uh i can hear you perfectly fine but wow. uh, i'm also um there's just like a buzzing can you hear it no here wait i'll put up my headphone to the just listen did you hear that i hear a little bit a little a little something a little chirp i mean i might try i could try to like move stuff around even more here but i don't know if that'll help do you know what i mean Jer? no, no well, let's just you know what rj Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go for it, Jared. How's this your week is a been? podcast. Uh, I mean, it's good. You know, other than this, <laughs> yeah. I was using my computer. I use my computer every day and I used it this morning and the uh, the charger worked. Oh. And, uh, you know, just when we sat down to record the podcast, it's like, you know what? I'm dead. Well, you know, we, we started an hour ago and uh, you literally sat down as we were about to start talking and then your computer died. And I was like, the- what happened? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, like, I mean, two weekend, two weeks ago, your computer is dying. Last, last week, my computer died. The week before, the Skype died. Skype died, and now, and now my battery is dead. And uh, I guess wow. this is why you should get a, a desktop computer. Yeah. I think would probably be my these kids with their laptops dying need all it, the time. Failing. I needed it for work. I, I needed to be able to bring it from home to work, Jared. Right. And here we are. And here we are. Now, yeah, I mean, let's see where I'm at here, Jer. I am currently at 9%. Wow. <laughs> uh, and you know, we'll give it a we'll give it a go. The college you know, this, try. Well, this might be a short uh, a short well, podcast. We can anyways. definitely we can definitely hit these emails cuz there's only sure. two, RJ. Two wow. emails. I they guess uh, they they've been tuning out maybe. Maybe two weeks of bad podcasts has uh, chased everyone away. Perhaps. What do you think three weeks of bad podcasts will oh, do? Maybe. First uh-huh. up, Jackson, with there an email is. entitled, Release the Bagul Cut. <laughs> Hello, creeps. Hopefully, you'll only have to discuss this email once, and your troubles will become a thing of the past, although nope. it's always mildly entertaining. Only <laughs> only mildly. I do, have to agree, I do have to agree that some Friday the 13th titles are too good for the films to ever live up to expectations. Mm. I recently was listening to an episode where Jared discusses watching a foreign film without subtitles, and was curious if you guys have had any interesting experiences with this viewing style, and if you'd recommend it or not. Uh, I, I, I can't, what movie was that? <laughs> like, what did I, you say you did? 
I, that I watched a, a foreign film without subtitles. Oh, I did that once. I did that uh, that female gladiator movie. Oh yeah, I can't remember what was that called. You watched it too. Oh, it was the arena. Yeah, the arena. Because yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I uh, obtained a legal copy of it. Yeah. But uh, it didn't have subtitles. It was just in Italian. Yeah. Just, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And just, I just watched it anyway. Wing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I still understood everything that was going on in that movie. Would I recommend it? Um, I guess it all depends on like, do you, is how much talking there is in the movie? Uh, uh-huh. There's definitely calibers of film that you'd probably want to. That it'd be fine to do, but in general, I'd say you should probably understand the thing that you're watching. Well, furthermore, maybe. Jackson continues. I'm sure it's been discussed before, but have there been any films that were incredibly or too hard to watch, whether due to gore, Ohioans shooting cats, <laughs> or any other unforgiving aspects of a film? Although I'm not sure anything could crack Jarrett. That's <laughs> true. I'd love to hear your experiences. And finally, with Ken Russell's The Devils being streamed on the channel this October, ooh, here's to hoping the uncut Blu-ray is just around the corner. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Axiom Jackson Maximus. There he is. I think it's been, uh, it's been pretty well discussed that our RJ has, like... I have many movies men, that I refuse to too, watch. Too many. I guess check too out the, uh, that list of yours about all the shit I've made you watch. I mean... <sighs> Oh, hey, guess what? There's a new entry for that movie or for that list this week. <laughs> really? What a, what a Oh, what what a, what a surprise. Uh, I I think I did I nail it? Did I nail it last week? We'll find uh, out, folks. Possibly, but um I mean the the fact remains that you are a bad dude. Mhm. Uh yeah, no, I have many many movies that I dislike enormously. So, I don't know, Jerry, you could probably rattle off a few. Well, I'd say that the pseudo snuff movies are the ones yeah. that like I just don't give a shit. They're so badly made, and they're you can just I don't know. You like see the, the wires? Tapes? Uh, no, that I didn't mind actually because it still had some mm. framing to it. But like the uh, the August Underground stuff, um, mm-hmm. stuff like was it uh, Vomit Dolls? You like what? Are they? Oh god, it's got some ridiculous title. The, the, yeah, that stuff. Nah. Gutter balls. <laughs> I just I don't want to watch. I don't. I don't know if I if I sat down and watched it, maybe it wouldn't stun me that much. But I just have zero interest in it. Yeah. It's not because it's shocking. It's just like it's going to be tedious. Mm-hmm. Well, that and I think uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the show though, Jared, that um, I'm not really a fan of uh, animal violence, what? Uh, simulated or real. Hmm. Um, simulated, I can get through, but. Uh, all those movies that have real animal violence in it, I'm you. I usually give a big fuck you to that, and just yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. I'll get nothing out of this. Hey, do you want some good news? What? I I did some canoodling, like you said. I tried it before, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try mixing and matching these uh, all these adapters I have here, and I got one that looks like it's working. Whoa! My thing's just charging now. It's not. It's not constantly dropping. Interesting. So I'm holding steady at 9%. Whoa. <laughs> Things are looking up for the creeps. Nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. so there you go, Actium Jackson Maximus. Uh, yes, I don't like movies. But at least my computer's charging. Next up, Justin mm-hmm. Peterson with an email Ooh, entitled, baby. Holy Shit. <laughs> oh, what happened? Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? 
I have almost reached a huge milestone with my podcast listening now that I've nearly listened to every single episode of the Criterion Creeps proper. Big mistake. And my favorite moment of the entire podcast, other than co-hosting, came last week. Holy shit. That dramatic reading that you guys did open up the high and low episode was amazing. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear you guys do more of that in the future. Ah, yes. Well, that's conditional, though, because it has to be... Uh, a creep week that we have a American remake that features Mel Gibson. I mean, mm -hmm. we kind of we we didn't do one with Hamlet yeah. when uh, there was that remake, but um, it's pretty sticky uh, rules for when we'll actually go to that readers theater and uh, you know dig in, right, Jer? That's right. Or I don't know what what's your opinion on that? Um, well, it was a kind of a done in one at this point. It, it, the moment struck me. I believe I said, "Hey, RJ, I'm going to send you a script." And uh, yeah, it was like 20 minutes before we podcasted. Yeah. Too, you're like, "Figure this out," and I was like, "Um, what? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm I'm just a sweet boy." It's true. It's true. Does the uh, email continue? It does. You could say oh. I've been listening to the show memento style, having listened Ooh. to all the Criterion reviews on YouTube, then listening to all the opening sections once I discovered the whole mm. cast. And now I plan to fast forward to the end of each episode to hear the goodbye segment where some of your best random comedy sneaks out. That's actually true. A lot of people miss those, uh, those um, what was that called? The outros, the exit loops? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, there you People go. skip that part, but, uh, you know, we, uh, Jared has some fun in there. He really lets, lets loose. Yeah, really dropped some bombs. What kind of bombs? What kind of bombs? Truth bombs, RJ. Okay, okay. Because I, I figured by that point, no one's listening, so I can say whatever I want. Well, you got to be careful, though, because that could get you in a lot of political trouble. I think that's what happened to Alex Jones. Uh, that's true. But, right? Well, as as we always say, we're, we're playing characters. <laughs> hey, yes, we are. And did you hear that that didn't help him? Well, I mean, he's terrible. I would never say the stuff he said, but uh, it didn't work. <laughs> he didn't bail out like a ben, Bill Riley. Bill O'Reilly. He uh, he tried that Bill too. Bill O'Reilly. Mm -hmm. They're always they're all playing characters. They're all they're all carnies. Well, at least mine is genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Almost being done with your back catalog means I am finally checking out those Ghoul School episodes, which is great uh -oh. timing as I prepare for my Halloween season movie fest. There you go. What movie on my list do you think I should check out first, and which one should I not even bother with? Hmm. I'm going to have to pull his up here. Yeah. I, uh, I was unaware of said uh, situation. So was I until hey, just now. Uh, what? Justin, speaking of which, he sent me another uh, past quote from A Creep. Hit me with it. So people didn't hear last week. Uh, I had one from Justin sent in one from Silence of the Lambs, and Jarrett got it immediately. So he did pretty good. But that's lost to uh, the Bagul monster. Here you go, Jarrett. Quote How they biting back there, Doc. You know, just the other morning, I caught two brown trout in my pajamas. How they got in my pajamas, I'll never know. <laughs> He said this one might get you. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know if he's seen Fishing with John, but uh, it, it sounds like aquatic. It does sound fishing. like a Fishing with John line. Uh, it's This one's pretty tough. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. It's not actually a movie proper, what? if that helps you out at all. From, from, from a documentary? Mm, I mean, some might call it that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. It's a, a Twin Peaks The Return Episode seven. Oh, see, I was mm. thinking creeps. 
Yeah, and, I and I and I genuinely don't uh, recall that exchange from Twin Peaks. Sounds pretty cool now, though. After the fact. Okay, I've got his list here. So do I. Let's Take see. Children of the Corn off of there immediately. That movie fucking yeah, blows. <laughs> movie's atrocious. Uh-huh. It's so bad. It, it is not not worth it. No, do um, not do that one. See, there's the stuff I haven't seen. See, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know if I'd have Crash on this list because it is a drama. Like Paul Haggis's Crash? The Jared Duncan uh, of movies? The Cronenberg the, the, the uh, Crash. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could get another Cronenberg on there instead that you haven't seen, maybe. Yeah, throw it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you haven't seen any of this stuff, White Dog is also a drama. Not, not. It, it, there's like other uh, dog-based horror that you could watch instead. White Dog is Baxter, but uh, yeah, Baxter. If you track that one down. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones on here, like Sleep Sleepaway Camp for sure. Creep Show that uh, hits tomorrow on Shutter. The, the TV sh- the series. Show. The yeah, series. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would say that. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, if you have, if you're watching stuff for the first time, mm-hmm. and this is this seems like a pretty solid list. But yeah, White Dog, I would take off Crash, uh, and like just for like, do not waste your time. Children of the Corn, but perhaps now yeah. that sounds more like a, a dare for I, us. Yeah, that's a challenge, but it's like it's not even like a butt crack thing where it's like this is pretty wild. It's not a good movie, but I I get joy out of people watching it. Children of the Corn is just like. Nobody really gets anything out of that. I feel like Justin might need some uh, Mick Garris, though. You know, ooh, a little shit Garris. Did he ever watch Riding uh, Riding the Bullet? I, I doubt it. That's, there you go. There you go. Yeah, throw on Riding you, the Bullet. You, you can join our exclusive club of uh, people who watch some of the absolute worst movies ever made. Yeah, I don't care what you say. Mick Garris is one of the worst filmmakers I've ever seen. So we can watch Sleepwalkers. Um, also bad. Not, that, yeah, the movie's not good, but it's yeah. like better than most of his. I mean, he does have the Dead Zone on here, so he's got a, and Carrie. So Stephen King's there represented a little bit. He's doing good. Yeah, and like lots of Criterion horrors in here. Yep, some good stuff. Yeah, and like Texas Chainsaw Henry. Yeah. Yeah. He's watching Friday the thirteenth part three. I would throw part four on there too because part four is awesome. Well, two, 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 three, four make a good trilogy. Yeah, two, three, but, I mean, four are awesome. He's That's an jumping. investment though. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Justin continues. Oh, huh. a couple movie questions per usual. What are your thoughts on Steven Soderbergh's very diverse filmography? I figured yeah. I could not go wrong with one of his films, but then I decided to check out Future Creep like very soon, actually, Schizopolis. Yeah, that's in a couple and, weeks. Wow, what a train wreck that movie is. Mm. <laughs> it's good to know because I've never seen that. And uh, well, going in, I was like, I don't know. Well, we watched Traffic for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we both liked it, but yeah. we seemed to be like a minority view in our listenership mm-hmm. um i don't know uh he's hit and miss i like some of his stuff and some of it's uh not very good some of it and stinks I, I, and some of it i don't know i don't know if his his uh stuff is aging very well who uh old soderberg no nah. yeah i um, I, watched, I rewatched when i rewatched the limey i was kind of like whoa <laughs> Is this movie, like, there's, like, things about it that I I remember liking about it, but watching it now, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Well, I know, like, I remember I watched Side Effects in the theater, and yeah. I liked it, and then I remember I saw bits of it a while ago, and I was like, ugh. I was like, that doesn't look as good as I remembered it being. So I feel kind of with you where it's like, I don't know if Soderbergh uh, is good to revisit. And then, like, same with, say, like, Haywire. I was like, I like that when I saw it, but I was like, I don't know how that movie is going to hold up now. Mm-hmm. I barely 
remember it at all. I just know that when I watched it, I was like, yeah, not bad, not bad, mm-hmm. not bad, mm-hmm. not bad. Wow, I'm really excited about watching Schizopolis soon. Ooh, fuck, I'm not. Goat movie question of the week. What is your greatest of all time silent film? Titles that come to mind are future uh, creep, Charlie Chaplin. Are you calling Charlie Chaplin a creep? <laughs> uh, Modern Times and Nosferatu, uh, which is less a creep, but yes. Um, actually, I would throw in for maybe mine that's like underseen, and I think people should totally try to watch, even if it's like a crappy copy until it gets restored, is The Wind from 1928. Mm. That movie is really cool. But my biggest question, Jarrett, is does Passion of Joan of Arc count as a silent film? Yes. Then but, that uh, one. But, but, but if you listen to our show, I mean, yeah. that's that been well covered. It's been well established. For one that, like, I mean, I guess it's more about all-time silent film. Yeah, it probably is that because I don't think you have to make any apologies for it. I think mm-hmm. the the filmmaking uh, transcends the, the datedness, I guess, of silent film that's inherent. Yeah. Uh, Faust is awesome. Uh, Faust looks like real has really great set stuff. Um, I really enjoyed watching that again. Uh... Faust, I read Faust and, in a university. Uh, as did I, actually. Yeah. I, I read it, I read about it in English class. Did you find it stimulating? Very, very stimulating. Is that your pick then, Passion of Joan of Arc? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even tell you like offhand. I don't think I could list off some silent films that I enjoyed. Not because there aren't uh, Met- any. Met- I just Metropolis, Captain of Dr. Caligari. Uh, Caligari's uh, like Dece. cool enough. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but I, I think the wind is really great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Passion of the Arc with those. And then the comedy stuff, your your Buster Keaton's. Um, mm. There's his whole his slew of stuff. His shtick. Uh, oh, what's his name? Harold Lloyd. Uh, I, I love Safety Last. And yeah, Chaplin. Harold uh, Harold Lloyd from uh, Futurama. Yes, that's the one you mean, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Finally, what's on your list of classic films you still haven't gotten around to watching yet? Do you feel any obligation, mm. RJ? No. <laughs> to see the most highly regarded films of all time. Titles that I finally got around to seeing for the first time in the last two years include the original King Kong, The Wizard of Oz, Sunset Boulevard, and Stagecoach. But there's still plenty more to see, like Touch of Evil, All About Eve, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Thanks for the times, guys, and have a great show with hopefully no Skype glitches. Well, no, <laughs> no, no, no Skype glitches so far. Not yet. Um, yeah, thanks, friend of the show, Justin Peterson. Classics. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been burnt too many times. Remember how Casablanca is not a very good show, Jared? It's a movie that makes more sense when you watch it in the context of movies being made in that era. Remember I, I, how I, there's many movies that aren't as good as people think? Well, we know that. Um, we know that, surely. But I think a lot of people realize this. I mean, that's what Who Hates is all about. It's ah, all about true. that element of who who dumps on these movies out in the world. Who dumps on the dumpers, Jared? That's the real question. That's the Alan Moore question. <laughs> Do you see <laughs> what I mean? Here. I'm trying to see if there's a quick... Uh, what is uh, Letterboxd's Top 250? Yeah, look at the sight and sound, top 250. Let's see here. What's the highest rated movie that I have never seen that I would want to watch? There's like the Tarkovsky stuff I still haven't seen. Um, 
Yeah, I know RJ. Yeah, like Mirror. Yeah, like, like Ivan's Mir- childhood, like Mir- which I own. Uh, what about Ivan's childhood? I, I I have seen that, and it's good. All right, come on, <laughs> C- come on, Jared. Uh, well, there's like a what's his name, uh, Sat J, Big Pather, J Sharp, Pinchali. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Sat Satyajit Ray. Excuse me, Satyajit Ray, the Indian filmmaker. One, one more, one more time. Satyajit. Okay. Ray. Okay, good. Sat Sat Ray. Sure, sure. Who who doesn't love uh, old Sat Ray? Or uh, are you well, saying that you well, haven't seen that? I haven't. I haven't seen that trilogy. I've got oh. that Blu-ray, but you know it's got that spine number. So mm, yeah, I feel like I've and- seen all the. I mean Napoleon. I've never seen Napoleon or Greed. I've Which one, Carrie Fukunama's? The, the the big silent films. Mm. And yeah, there you go. Isn't that what it's that just... dude's doing now? That Carrie Fukunama guy. What Napoleon? Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't it something weird? Like he was gonna he was gonna take like Kubrick's old Napoleon script and uh, you know, sharpen it up a little bit. You know mm. what I mean? How do you mm. feel about that, Jared? How do you feel about True Detective season two? I, I, I can't say anything because I haven't seen it yet. Well, you're just not really a good podcast host then, are you? <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's it for emails, though. Thanks, Justin. Wow. Small yeah. week. Yeah. So maybe uh, the Bagools and the uh, broken computers have scared away uh, all of our fans. It's possible. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Wow! Don't put that in there because people will think we're weirdos that don't uh, don't uh, you know give back to the community. Well, you know, as soon as those emails start stop rolling in, the Patreon bucks start drying up, and it's like, ah, uh, well, maybe we'll just disappear like dust in the wind. We'll pack this up. No one cares anymore. Yeah, no one cares about physical media just, or just audio media. No, people, love their po- people love their podcasts. I had a sales rep uh, mm-hmm. at my job the other week, and he was talking about, hey, do you know about, uh, does, 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 does your school here do uh, podcasts? And I was like, no. <laughs> You're <laughs> not like, that uh, I, excuse me, not, why? Not, not, not that I know of. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like a, a podcast recording like, uh, mixer that you can buy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, So I was kind of curious out of my own interest. And he was talking about it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, XLR cables. That sounds really interesting instead of USB. And uh, how much would something like this cost? Oh, it's only like eight or $900. Mm. And it went, hmm, very interesting. And then I'm like, very good, good, interesting. Good, goodbye to you, sir. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an interesting concept, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, did you See, get I'd... Halloween candy yet? Nope. How come? Hey, hey! I did see uh, you were uh, wolfing down a baconator this past week. Um, so You're that living what, the gimmick. I'm living the gimmick. So here's what happened, Jer. We went to uh, a two-year-old's birthday party on Saturday, and we thought there was going to be food. Was this two-year-old Dave Thomas? <laughs> Founder of Wendy's? Yeah. I mean, he was there. He was pooping in a diaper like a two-year-old would. Yeah. No, he's dead, right? He's he's very dead. Mm, very dead. Very dead. So yeah, we went Un- to unlike Kirk Douglas, mm-mm, mm-mm. Who's been, who was recently photographed at his birthday just a few days ago by his daughter-in-law. Cassandra Is that the Zeta picture Jones. you sent me? 
Yes. I, I had no idea who that fucking ghoul was in that picture. I was like, why are you sending me pictures of old men with Catherine Zeta-Jones? I legitimately didn't know what that was. I was like, why is Jared sending me this? But sometimes you'd send me weird pictures of old men, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. Yes, you're not supposed to sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like it's self-evident. Yeah, that guy's long dead. I mean, R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in power. Hey, how come so people say rest in power now instead of rest in peace? Because they're cool. Have I brought that up on here before? No, you haven't. I I've like noticed it too. It's strange. Um, yeah, so I got this bacon in I went to. We went to a two-year-old's birthday party. We thought there would be food, and then there wasn't. Oh. And uh, we left at like, I don't know, like nine o'clock. And uh, we were on our way home, and we were like, holy fuck, we're hungry. And it was like, well, maybe not nine. It was like eight o'clock, maybe, because um, two-year-olds don't stay up that late. So we were super hungry. And my option, so Andrea's pick was, it was like, why don't we just go to like Wendy's? Because she actually, she doesn't eat fast food very often, like burgers and stuff, maybe once a month. She doesn't abuse her body on the regular. No, no, no. And but I mean, I don't give a shit. I'll eat whatever is put yeah. in front of me, like a good yeah. sloppy, fat man. Um. <laughs> So like she she doesn't eat fast food that often so she's like she's like you want to go to Wendy's and I was like because yeah, per our conversation I was like ooh yeah I do want to go to Wendy's so I got a baconator she got a son of baconator which is the small one uh we got some chicken tenders uh I got a poutine and then uh, I also got a spicy chicken on the side we were really fucking hungry Jared Jesus Christ <laughs> we didn't eat all day like okay so here, we woke up and we uh we had breakfast. She had oatmeal, and I had a bowl of raisin bran crunch, only purchasable in the United States. Uh, so it was the last of my my little surplus that I've gathered together. Uh, and then we worked all day. Like we were cleaning our, we cleaned our whole house, and then I took in like a bunch of recycling, and I took in a bunch of donate stuff, like old clothes. And we were just busy all day. And then we went to the birthday party, and there wasn't any food, and we're. F- so yeah we pig dogged it and we got a lot of wendy's you ever pig dog it jared but cool is hungry too did you not get that well one bit right 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 at the climax there as you emphasize something and then it went and it was like oh good god i just said we pig dogged it so her her idea was wendy's and i gave it to her because she doesn't eat like you gave it to her well i mean like jared uh i let i let her have the choice of dinner that night because she doesn't eat fast food that often. My plan was to go to a local establishment, Tops Pizza, because uh, we've wanted to be, try po- Tops because all the other pizza places have burnt us. But I wanted to get a pizza there and then on the way home also get a bucket of chicken from KFC because I what didn't, I didn't just want pizza. I've, I've been craving KFC lately. What? Here, you I, wanted to get a fucking pizza and fried chicken, like a bucket. Yeah, yeah. Like a just ten, to t- piece. just to tide you a ten piece. Yeah, nothing crazy. Jared, we were really hungry. Oh, that's okay. when you're supposed to not make these decisions. And and on top of that, here's the thing: I only ever eat KFC like when Andrew is out of town. I'll go get like a twenty piece bucket, and I'll pick up a McCain cake, and then you know I'll do bad stuff at home while she's gone. But Andrew hasn't like gone on any trips by like with her sister or her family in the last like year. So I don't think I've had KFC in like a year and I miss it. 
When's the last time you had KFC? I, I don't remember. It has been. Yeah, but you worked at KFC, KFC I, right? I did. That so was my uh, first job out of high school. Did you on that one? My first real job. Uh, no, it was just like, once, once you make that food and you're just like looking at the lumps of grease trap. Crackle. Grease trap uh, gravy. Uh-huh. Man, it tastes good, but once you know how it's made, ugh, and then I just like, I don't eat it. I don't I think... go through the drive through Chanel has a hankering for KFC every once in a blue moon, but usually I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you there. But... <laughs> Well, so is it safe to assume that you wouldn't like to hang out with me one night and get both KFC pizza and Wendy's? Do you remember when there was that uh, Frito two-for-one place on 3rd? Oh, that was that, my favorite. Because they did I love pizza that place. and fried mm-hmm. chicken all in one. And so you wouldn't have to like make two stops. Pizza two-for-one. I used to get that shit all the time. It was my favorite. Well, pizza two for one. When it was pizza two for one, yeah. they uh, they had a pretty exquisite four cheese pizza. Good stuff. Good stuff. That and then, uh, you know, local establishment burns. If people want me to, like, rank the lo- local pizza places, I'd be happy oh. to. Burns was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like faux deep dish. It was really just, like, P- huge slices pizza. of ham. I find p- pizza is very subjective. Oh, yeah, but I have the objective, like, right no. opinion to that. No, no. Yeah. Plus, tough. I've been burnt by all these pizza places in town, too, so I'll tell it like it really is, Jarrett. Yeah. Two for one was the best, and now it's gone. Hey, RJ. Yes? Uh, we're not stuffing your face with poutine and mm. chicken uh-huh. sandwiches and yeah, baconators. Sure. Oh, yeah. What, what, what have you been creeping on this week? Um, It's funny that you bring that up. Uh, I've been getting ready. Um, You know, you and me do this thing. We do this fun thing where we go to the movies together sometimes. And uh, there's this new Rambo movie. So I've been getting ready. I'm really excited to go to this movie with you, Jarrett. So uh, I watched uh, Rambo 2. Or actually, sorry, Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. I followed that up with Rambo 3. And then just today, I just even today. I even had time to squeeze in Rambo, the fourth one. Uh, so why don't do you want me to just go in order, Jared? Sure. Or do, do you want to hear about that Charles Darwin movie that I watched last week too? Or, or Apollo 13? Uh, that one I, I saw playing in a room. I caught about 45 minutes of it and I felt like I deserved a, uh, a log on that one. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So I, I don't have any real input on Apollo 13 other than it probably has one of one of the three men is probably one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> That's um, right. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Colin First Blood Part 2 yeah. is uh, a pretty good flick, Jarrett. It's not bad. It's got man love. It's got man flesh. It's got hot abs. It's got full body burns. Uh, so this time, J-Dog, so our boy John Rambo, he uh, he went up, he shot up that town. He couldn't just turn it off. Uh, what's happening now is he's in a prison, and mm-hmm. the government comes to him and says, hey, you want out of this place? We'll cut you a deal. You got to go back to Vietnam, baby. The Viet Cong are up to no good again. Uh, and he says, why me? And they say, well, get get this, Rambo. We need you to go to the place that you were interned at for all those years. And then the crowd goes, <gasps> He can't go back there. He's unstable. That's right. Uh, so this one, um, this one's not bad. He gets sent back to Vietnam. He, I actually like the way that they build up some of the stuff in this, like where 
they're like we have the the best tech uh the best equipment in the biz it's like these are the best weapons ever and he's like i thought a mind was the best weapon that you could have and they're like you know what rambo you're right and then it sets it up because he goes to like parachute down and he gets caught up and he's got to cut off all that equipment anyways and he winds up with just his bow and his knife back to the basics Jarrett. so even though they had all that like i mean he gains guns on his quest but uh even though he had all those uh weapons he lost them so he goes back he finds some pow's he fights some Viet Congs, mm-hmm. and uh you know at the end of the day everyone's uh maybe the journey was friendship do you know what I mean? And then people getting uh, electrocuted on electrified uh, bed springs. Yeah, so we got electrified bed springs. Uh, we also have some some explosions. We have people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rambo's pretty cool in this. He's running through those rice patties. And uh, what happens? He gets double crossed. And then, you know, he's like, fuck you. And this is the era of like skinny jacked Sylvester. Oh, he's fucking. Like this but dude he's, is but, he, but he's but he's yeah, but he's like but he's narrow. He's absolutely yeah. He, yeah, he's not. Well, we'll talk about it. He's not a wide boy, not a chonker yet. But yeah. Uh, he yeah, he's zero percent body fat, and if like from the side, you can almost you can't even see him. He's very, very thin, very thin. Uh, so he's running around, you know, he's killing people. Um, he's having a good time. Not really, but this is uh where I see a trend. Uh, for this one and the next one, where they, the PTSD isn't really an issue anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, these are where they take the swing, and it's kind of like, it's kind of hilarious how ironically hypocritical these movies become now after like what the first one was, where not not even hypocritical, but like they swing towards where I can see right wing people being like super into this kind of because of. Uh, politics if you know what i mean <laughs> but they they they're all like what I, what i meant is it's kind of hilarious where the first one is just like about this damaged guy who uh like went to war and the government did him bad and betrayed him and he can't adjust anymore and then in number two they're like we're gonna send you back because yeah. you can't turn it and off now, but and you're gonna fix vietnam and you're gonna fix vietnam like you're you gonna, always you're, you're, you're gonna stick it to the russians and the Viet Cong, mm-hmm. we're gonna write. We're gonna start writing our wrongs with our uh, American action hero. Yeah, exactly. So, and that—that's all I mean by that. It's kind of like it's kind of funny that it seems what they were trying to do with the original story. Maybe that's what the book is about. They kind of—they're just like, ah, fuck it. People just want to see Stallone blowing shit up. Let's do that instead. So, First Blood Part Two, Rambo. It's not bad, Jared. Do you have any opinions on uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two? Ah, uh, it's okay. It's uh-huh. an okay action movie. Uh-huh. I I don't really um, can't remember too much of it other than jungle action and, yep. and saving a coach. Not yes. uh, not as in the coach, but uh-huh. Colonel what's his face? Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, not Craig T. Nelson, but a guy I always call uh, the star of such films as The Rape of Richard Beck. Uh-huh. Um, he's he, I remember him, hmm. and and UHF. Oh, uh-huh. Weird Al Weird Al reenacting. Rambo 2. Ah, right. Right. What about Rambo 3? You know who what spoof comedy movie re- uh, references Rambo's 3 Rambo 3's intro? Uh Hot Shots Part 2. Exactly. Look, look at you. Um 
I've seen that movie, RJ. I know you of have. All, of all your garbage comedy shit, <laughs> uh, that's one that I have seen. So when I turned this on, uh, I don't know if I've ever actually seen Rambo 3. And I was like, hey, it's Hot Shards Part 2. And I was like, that's pretty good. We're, we got some good stuff going here. And then they sent Rambo to Afghanistan. And I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. I was like, uh... And he goes and helps uh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, uh, against the Ruskies. Again? They're up to no good. Again. They're coming into Afghanistan, and this time he, he goes out because his old guy got kidnapped, and now he's got to go save him. Uh, Rambo 3 has, like, some cool things. He's using his, like, explosive bows to blow up helicopters and shit like that. It's not bad, like, that stuff, but uh, Rambo 3 is absolutely the weakest part of uh, this entire link of Rambo movies, I think. It's, uh, it's not great, Jared. It's kind of um it's, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it seems put together. If you do you know what I mean by that? Well, put together sounds like a good time. No, it's it's, it's kind of slapped it's, slapped together? Yes. Sure. Yeah. It's it's put together. Like you said, Jared Duncan quote put together. Um so Rambo three is not much to talk about. But hey, you know what movie we've mentioned a lot of time? Yeah. Rambo, 2008, directed by our buddy Stallone. Did you uh, rewatch this thing recently? No, I have not. No? Okay, I did it for you. Thank you. Rambo's still awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, a- I started doubting myself because I've been seeing people logging it lately, mm-hmm. and they're only giving it like three stars and stuff. No. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? No, no, no. This movie's still awesome. Uh, what what I think is, it's got a slow start, and it's kind of it's kind of clunky and like goofy the characters that aren't rambo they all suck the missionaries Uh, the missionaries and then like the army guys that come in those people all suck but i think this whole movie is the last like 35 40 minutes where they go into that camp and there's people like bayonetting kids setting people on fire there's fucking heads exploding everywhere rambo's ripping people's throats out heads get cut off like this movie is excessively torn asunder with like 60 caliber Uh bullets just just turned to mush yeah this thing is excessively violent and it is pretty awesome uh yeah like he's he's up there on that gun ripping it off like um it's not i would say the only thing that doesn't hold up about it is it does have some like early 2000 filmmaking things like the way that the action is filmed i think that's probably just the way because like stallone was the director maybe he's like we're gonna do this this look good and then they like <laughs> it's, kinda... it's like a cave like a caveman <laughs> this look good uh so there's like stuff like that it's not it's not like a, a well-made movie but this is definitely like uh junk food for me that last the last back end of this where he's just going like he's just ripping people's throats out is fucking insane. Uh, I also something that I find super hilarious in this is I saw this movie in theater with Hammy and we always thought it was funny. Sometimes he'll just text me. Uh, Don't go to Burma because um, like the entire <laughs> like 20 minutes, first 20 minutes of this movie are those missionaries. And they're like, we want to go to Burma. He's like, don't go to Burma. It's a war zone. <laughs> And they're like, we got to go to Burma. He's like, don't go to Burma. You'll all die. It's a war zone. And they're like, we're going to Burma anyways. And then they go to Burma and they all get fucking brutalized. Yeah. Like so much. And (laughs) 
don't do things. <laughs> just don't do things. Just don't don't try to help anyone ever. And it's it's so funny because he's just like, don't go to Burma. And they're like, we're here to help. And then it cuts to them. And there's like a scene where they're all like they're shaking and crying because they're like, we've never seen this like amount of violence and brutality in our lives. And it's John Rambo. He's like, I have. He's like, you can't just turn it off. Don't go Burma. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking hilarious, man. I, uh, I, I love that so much. Well, RJ, I've got a movie for you. Oh, good, good. Uh, the last thing I'll say, like one of the things about the people being really dumb is the way that they talk. So the way the missionaries introduce themselves, I found like particularly striking where I was like, people don't talk like that. Yeah, I think that I remember that like the... the it's kind of like watching a Godzilla movie, RJ. And I've, I've kind of, I've picked up on similarities between this new edition of mm-hmm. uh, Last Blood and the reaction to the most recent Godzilla movie, yeah. where it's like, do people know why they go to these movies? Yeah. Good question. Like, at this point? Good question. So Because usually the people part are the worst parts of the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, so like this is a perfect example for that. When all the missionaries introduce themselves, there's like the bald guy that like, you, you just know he's annoying when you first see him and he's like, my name's Michael Burnett or no, he goes, I'm Michael Burnett. That's the first thing he says to Rambo is I'm Michael Burnett. I need to rent a boat, sir. But it's just boat, please. And then, and then the doctor lady comes in and she's like, I'm Julia child. Or something like that. But the I, I cook. I cook. Just the way that they say it, it's like, I'm Michael Burnett. It's like, I would never go meet someone in real life and be like, I'm Robert Baylog. And just like drop that on them. Like, that's such a weird, unnatural. Scient- I'm a scientist. Talk. I yeah. study brains. I'm Michael Burnett. And you're like, ugh. And then, yeah, that whole time with them walking around, the army guys are really annoying too. Because you get the, uh, the leading bald guy who's like a prick. And he's like, well, you don't talk? He's like, oh, what are you, some kind of tough guy? Uh." And he's like in his face and you're just like, oh, wait. But then. He cuts some people's fucking bodies in half and then he rips some throats out. And you're like, all right, I'm back on track. I like Rambo, dude. This is like I said, it's it's candy for me. This is junk food. This is a Baconator of a movie. This is what this is what I uh, the tag shitima is all about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm all caught up on Rambo. So whenever you do want to go see Last Blood, uh, I'm I'm all ready. Uh, you just let me know because I know yeah. we do things as a team, and uh, I, I'm ready, man. I'm caught up. I'm mm-hmm. caught up. Cool. Yeah, what about you? Did so, you watch anything this week? Yeah. So I saw Rambo Last Blood. Um excuse me what do you mean you saw rambo last blood i didn't hear about this well uh yeah you, you messaged me uh i believe what the fuck is this <laughs> the screenshot of my letterbox uh i'm not sure if like the extra salt in the wound was the tag silver fox well i'm mostly i was just i was shocked that you chose to go see rambo last blood and you didn't even didn't even consider consulting me with this so i was i've been able to go probably not but uh yeah this is this is the thing i i had about an hour's notice before i actually went to the movie shameful no and and actually i looked back because i absolutely thought i had sent you a rambo gif which would be my way of hey when are we going to see this movie yeah but i went back through our messages and there was no gif. And I was thinking, like, what the hell happened? No, 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 no. And then I was, like, thinking, I'm, like, you know what happens? Sometimes when I'm at work, when I send gifts, they don't send. They'll fail to send. And I went, 
I bet you that's exactly what happened. So yeah, we never we never opened up the dialogue and finalized plans about going to see this movie together. And uh, it seemed like you were in no rush in watching in your rewatch of the Rambo's. And so I was just like, yeah, I have no idea if I'm going to see this. But then an offer opened up itself to me uh, late Sunday morning, and it's like, when do you want to go? An hour from now, I went. All right. And I'm like, should I even bother messaging RJ about this? He will not be able under no circumstance to go see this. And I'm like, ah. Well, I find it'll be, it. It'll, it'll make for some good con, uh, con content? conversation, conversation content for the podcast. So well, here we are. The thing that I find most striking is that uh, you, you brought up that it, it appeared I was in no, no rush to watch these movies. But as you said, there was no open dialogue created apart between us on seeing Rambo Last Blood. And um, frankly, it's it's not that like the bad thing. The thing that really stings, Jared, is that I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> this is Suspiria all over again. Well, when I was would... in Calgary the same day you were and uh, I had to hear about it on Letterboxd or Instagram even. where And then I'm just, you know, at my house by myself and I'm like, Wow. In another, in another city. I was in Calgary, though, just uh, hours before. Uh, hours earlier. Because <laughs> I had to drop off Andrea at the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not even surprised. It, it doesn't even phase me anymore. I just, I've learned to expect a disappointment from you. Well, I mean, are you going to buy us our tickets for Joker so we can get killed by incels? Well, do you want to tell the world what our uh, local movie theater deemed the most appropriate way to release this uh, one, monster one, blockbuster movie to the uh, wow. our city? One, one screening per block mm-hmm. and one, mm-hmm. one theater. And uh, that's all we're getting. No, no buying your tickets in advance other than just general tickets. It's, uh... Also, this theater is regular seating there are no prime seats yeah there's so, no mean, there's yeah yeah there's no yeah, no, reserve no box. Seats. You, you just you're just like an animal being shuffled into this movie you're supposed to just get show up early to go see a movie i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's not even but, get up early to go the, wait in line for a movie it's it's the, the joker movie the, 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 this is jumping the gun a little bit too but uh in for my news i did see that apparently the u.s military uh had warned their servicemen to observe uh exits if they're planning on going to see the movie for fear of incel attacks that's fucking ridiculous it's like man you, you couldn't you can buy this publicity unless it's completely bought unless yeah the, the, all of that is completely ridiculous so anyways Until, anyways I, I would love to see joker with you uh if that's something that happens but uh now exactly. I, I don't know do i like <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hey, tell the world how many uh, showings of uh, it, Chapter Two, our uh, local theater had just a mere week four, or two ago. Four, four per block, and now mm-hmm. Joker gets one. So I mean, Warner Brothers clown movies. Maybe they're like, yeah, whatever. Who wants to see this Batman property thing anyway? Mm, yeah, it's it's not likely to be uh, you know interesting. It's baffling, baffling to me. But uh, yeah, we'll get there. So now now you can see uh, Rambo: Last Blood with ham meat. Uh, I don't, you know what? Maybe I will. Does it, does, okay, so tell me about Last Blood. Is there any Burma style don't go to Burmas in this movie? Well, uh, in this film, it's more like the, the violence comes to Rambo. Don't bring Burma to me? But, no, it's a little bit of don't go to, like, Mexico? Weird, weird dudes 
ranches in Arizona and don't go to Mexico. This is this is this falls into the Mexico realm. Uh, there is a scene where his niece informs him that she's going to go to Mexico to find her dad, and he's like, "Why would you do that? <laughs> don't go to Mexico. It's the equivalent uh, of that." Mm-hmm. And uh, then she does, and then hijinks ensue. So this movie is just being shit on so bad by I- like. The critical establishment of films in America, people are just hating on it. But it's how like it's just mindless violence, and I was like, "Hmm, what did people give? What did they give Rambo for?" And I looked and I went, "Oh, they didn't like that either, but they like this even less." And yeah, this movie, it's not very well made. It's it's actually fairly shitty at times. The movie was actually I think shot in Bulgaria, and uh, there's some what? some. Yes, yes, because uh, Mexico Arizona this film via is, Bulgaria. Yeah, it's green. Lots of okay. CGI to fill in the gaps. Um, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hilarious thing is just seeing on a big screen the state of Sylvester Stallone's face and his physical body as he is just petrified. He is like a treant, mm-hmm. uh, shuffling around, barely intelligible, and even for, like, Stallone. There's times where I just blah, 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 lines, and people go, what? <laughs> and, I, and every time I laughed because I'm like, I bet they probably didn't understand what he just said. Mm-hmm. But that's the script. and um, It's his script, man. Well, Don't he question direct, it. He, he, he didn't direct this. Yeah, but, I mean, And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the the action sequences themselves are pretty badly directed because there's Mm -hmm. zero tension. There's no build-up to anything. But all that being said, this movie is a good time, RJ, in a a shitty B-movie way where you want to see just, like, hilarious violence being enacted on people. Mm -hmm. This is the movie movie worth checking out. There's a... I mean... There's a period in this movie where it just turns into uh rambo is jason Voorhees, and he is just murdering people in tunnels he's built that he just happened to build he just awesome. built because he was bored one day and he's like well sets you can't up, you can't he just sets turn up it booby, off Jared. He, he has set up booby traps yeah and after they like get like horribly gored by it he just pops out of a corner and shoots them and their heads explode into like mist it's hilarious Ooh. uh I, I, I think went, that I, makes so total I, sense. I saw this yeah. with Corey, uh-huh. and we were laughing. I don't know if the the guy sitting in front of us wearing his um, hat that was advertising the company he might work for called Backcountry Butchering. Mm, um, gross. He he. I don't know if he appreciated the fact that we were laughing when oh. we should have been like, "Oh man, this is real hardcore." I mean, shit, all these dark turns this movie's taken, and oh man, he's 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 standing up for what's right. And it's like, oh, no, this is just like a geek show of yeah. uh, watching Stallone who can barely move. Like, you never I, – I don't think you ever see him, like, get on his knees because I don't think he can anymore because he's probably just arthritic like, yeah. all through, through his entire being. Oh, yeah. I, I, I dare not ruin the end of this movie because it okay. is so fucking funny. It is so ridiculous. Um like yeah, yeah, it has to be seen, and you'll and you'll thank me for not spoiling it. Okay, because there's nothing you can't. What can you ruin about this fucking movie? <laughs> nothing. It sounds awesome so far. Ram, Rambo runs runs afoul of Mexican cholo pimp scumbags, awesome. and then violence ensues. Uh, yeah, what's the even problem? Like, there's even like some I I would call an allusion to Hereditary, maybe naked uh, men. 
No, you'll, you'll, you'll see. This movie, okay. yeah. It, you should, people should see it and have have some fun. Don't be like, oh, this is representative of Trump's America. And like, it's like, no. It's 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 really, it has nothing to do with that unless you wanted to. Does he build a wall? No. He drives through a fence. He just comes and goes across so he's borders as he down pleases. Walls. Yeah, to kill people. <laughs> Isn't that what it's all about, Jared? That's what Rambo is all about. I, I did. I, I actually the best criticism I've read about the movie and why why it's the weakest movie is because if you take the scale of the Rambo movies sure. as they've proceeded, it's they've scaled up. He's always taking on bigger and bigger threats. Mm-hmm. And this one though, it's so like nickel and dime. It's like oh, these guys, these these two mm. loser, these these scumbag brothers. But are they a big girls, deal in Mexico? Not really. I mean, there's probably worse people than them. Mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of like, oh, he takes these guys on. You're like, oh, it should be taking on. He should be doing more impressive things. But he's also like an old dog, RJ. Wait, like, because he can't learn a new trick? Well, because, yeah, well, he's got all, all his old tricks get busted out. Arrows and uh, explosions. Uh, yeah, he, he fucks people up left and well, right. Well, you can't just turn thing. it off, Jared. He was no. telling oh. us the whole no, time. This, this entire movie is how... Nobody changes. Well, see, like that. So no, what I no, mentioned, no, no, nobody changes. What I mentioned before too is like Rambo two and three. They like kind of gloss over that PTSD thing, but then Rambo oh, brings this, it back. This has got some PTSD. He just, he's like, you can't just turn it off. And then you know what? I think it sounds like Rambo: Last Blood is also not turning it off. I like the tunnels make sense to me. Because he can't oh, turn it off, so why and wouldn't you, he? And, and guess what, RJ? You might not have had to even rewatch all the Rambo movies because the end credits of this movie is a recap mm-hmm. of all the films, including the movie you just finished watching. It, it, <laughs> and you're like, hey, remember when you watched that scene five minutes ago? <laughs> it's all there. It's everything you want. Hey, that sounds like a Criterion movie. And it's only 90 sounds minutes like long. Sounds tr- like a true it's movie recapping its old movies for you. Or Rocky Four. Oh, Rocky Four, sure. Yeah. So that's like all I really watched for uh, movies. And uh, I did watch a short film, which mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have watched this in like a week. Because it would have kicked off uh, Creeptober real nice. Oh, uh, Spook Show? Yeah, it's a 12-minute short film on YouTube mm-hmm. called My House Walkthrough. And I recommend people check it out. Watch it with some headphones. My and, house uh, walkthrough, hey? My house walkthrough. Yeah, okay. I just, I don't even, I, I stumbled across it, you know, looking at letterbox, looking at those uh, highly rated horrors. And I was like, what is this? And then I've, I'm like, oh, it's YouTube. And I watched it and I was like, pretty impressed. It's uh, like no budget kind of uh, horror filmmaking, but very effective. Um. People say the same thing about us. Very effective. Low budget, but very effective. True. Yeah. Cool. What's that? What's that, Bagul? Okay. Oh, Wyatt. I, I, I'm assuming he's in the room with us. There wasn't an issue right then and there, but there have been. So. Oh, Just good. Thought I thought I'd get his piece in. I uh, got any news, RJ? Uh, I feel like there was news, but at, at the same time, who really gives a shit? And uh, I don't know. Was there anything that happened in a movie this week, Jared? Anything that happened in those their movies? Let me go to the the movie pictures. The movie pictures. I mean, there's always stuff happening that makes me aggressive and mad. Mm -hmm. Uh, A bunch of these de-aged photos for Martin Scorsese's The Irishman just popped up, and 
it looks this picture of Robert De Niro in the army looks fucking ridiculous. Oh no. This is like PlayStation 3 uh COD 2 style graphics. Is there, it's it's that this that one Netflix here, I'm gonna send it to you right now, and okay. you, you can because you, you, can, you can have my live reaction. I've been I've it. been told that I exaggerate things sometimes by I don't know many people that I've met before. It's just yeah, the other ones don't look too bad. Like the old looks fine, and then the not too de-aged looks fine. But this real young one looks a little little suspect. Oh, I thought you were gonna send me an actual photo, not this link to to reddit i i don't want to like save the picture and then send it just go to the link oh, that's what screen caps are for just go just go to the link and then uh you tell me what's up with that uh that their uh picture on the old uh show uh, i don't know that doesn't look as bad as i was expecting it to look but are you but saying I, that i exaggerated things again i don't know i think um, it looks a little dumpy well we'll see what it looks like in live in motion that's true uh, when does that come out? Soon? November? Uh, yeah, pretty quick. And within the month or next month? November, maybe. I don't know. Hey, Someone actually just told me that, and I uh, didn't retain that information. Hey, you know what we could talk about? Did we talk about this Breaking Bad movie? I think I... That comes out allegedly it. in like a couple weeks. El Camino or something? Do you think that is better, or do you think it'll be good? Ooh. I don't know. I don't. I don't Who mind wanted Bagul. this? Everyone. I know no, I think, yeah, that, that looks real buff. The real, real tough looking. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a, a release date as you agree to something or other. Uh, what do you mean? Um, oh, I'm not no. talking about anything. Our, our, our audio is uh, very nice. Oh well, let's end it then. Just end it all. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, November 1st for the Irishman. Oh, yeah, that's soon enough. Yep. I guess. Yeah, I think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, We got a movie to talk about, RJ. Oh, we sure do. After the break. Yes. We're, uh, I don't know, banging brothers and. Say it. And uh, getting punk. It's getting punky up here. Punky Brewster. Fuck, real, you're, you're a bad real, dude. Real, real, real good. Real good. Uh-huh. I know my story, babe. It's easy.
This is the generation who grew up and forgot to lead their lives. They were so busy watching my endless movie. loud enough, we won't hear the world falling apart. <laughs> And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Jubilee from 1978, directed by Derek Jarman. The tagline, RJ, for this film, sex, drugs, and punk rock add violence and time travel, and you have Jubilee. Uh... Like the actual definition of Jubilee or just the movie Jubilee you get? I guess the, the movie. Yeah, I, yeah, that's accurate then. You do not you to, do get the movie. Not to be confused with Jubilation Lee. Oh, the Jim Lee character from a nineties X Men? Yeah. She's pretty cool. Like I remember I remember as a kid I hated Jubilee because she was always like um the catalyst that set things off, but it was to initiate the conflict. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I was always like, what the fuck you doing, Jubilee? <laughs> Just relax. Stop causing problems. You know what I mean, Jerry? The synopsis you know I mean, of this film 
Uh-huh. Queen Elizabeth I visits late 20th century Britain to find a depressing landscape where life has changed since her time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the movie. Uh-huh. So, RJ. And, yeah. Last week, I yes. alluded to the fact that this movie would probably top a list of yours. Yes. And Which list is that, Jarrett? <laughs> well, I didn't say. I mean, I just said it. It would, pro- it would wind up being on one of your lists. Absolutely. Which one and did you think it would be? One of the not good ones. Bean? I don't know. There's You have lots of bad lists. You, there's True. like There's the list True. that you have of like movies that Jarrett has made me watch. Uh, there's a possibility of that. And perhaps mm-hmm. uh, uh, on a list, but maybe at the bottom of a list, perhaps. Sure. Yeah, sure. you know, there's all sorts of plate. There's all sorts of things. Not being on a list isn't necessarily a good thing. That all being said, um, why, why did I think of this uh, with mm-hmm. Jubilee and RJ? Well, RJ, I'd seen this movie once before. Um, sure, you had. I, I saw this movie probably 2007, 2008. Uh, in fact, I saw it with uh, the singer of our podcast <gasps> intro, who I believe either owned this had bought it blind or had got it through the early days of Netflix when it mm. was just a uh, mail they'll, they'll send DVDs to you uh, cl- club mm-hmm. uh, and longtime patron Lawrence we, wow we all it, sat down and watched Jubilee so this was the starting of the podcast then this it's was a, gr- a meeting forms. of the minds mm-hmm but uh, the YouTube fans don't know our, our catchy intro, right? That's, That's right. only for premium content. That's right, for premium. Which is also free. Which is also free. You can just click over, mm-hmm. uh, follow that criterioncreeps.com and uh, play any one of our episodes and it'll kick up with that, those sweet beats. It's almost like you planned it. That's right. Um, and you know what, RJ? Yes. Going into this movie this week, all I really remember was like not really liking the movie very much then. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, boy, funny that you say. Boy, I, I I sure don't like this movie at all now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought this was a certified Jarrett pick. Why would you think that, RJ? Ah, uh, well, you were talking it up a bit. Uh, it seemed like a uh, it seemed like a Jarrett pick for sure, for sure. Yes. So you'd think that this movie it seems like it checks some of Jarrett's boxes. You think, yeah, that should be enough. But, yep. But it's all. It's not assembled well. It's not put mm-hmm. together in a way that is appealing. Uh, sure. It's something that you want to spend any amount of time with, that you want to like invest yourself in. It just seems like it's, I mean, I, I think I believe I've, on Wikipedia, it is described as plotless. And it's like, yes. Sure. It, it, this certainly People feels. People describe this podcast as plotless. plotless. Well, it, it, is, it is a podcast. In, in, as opposed to a pod. To a ass to a, f- a film, sure, yeah, sure, of course. Tell me more about Jubilee Jarrett and well, how much you appreciate mm, this filmmaking. So, this movie, first of all, it actually has a pretty nice DVD uh cover, it's actually sure. a pretty striking graphic image that you're like, ooh, this has got that some sort of weird musical punk thing, and then you read the back and you're like, time travel fascinating this this seems like a rip a rip roaring good time this should this should be uh-huh. a, this should be a good one so I, I, I what i did was i i went to wikipedia and i kind of sure i, I, I want to read through the the plot of this film and we'll, i thought and, it was plotless, and perhaps, jared well it, we'll we'll see what is how they'll uh 
susses out. There's some interesting sure. things here, RJ. So, as uh, mentioned before, Queen Elizabeth I, played by Jenny Runnaker, mm-hmm. is transported forward in time by the occultist John D, played by Richard O'Brien, by the mm-hmm. aid of the spirit guide Ariel, a character from RJ, William Shakespeare's The Tempest. William Shakespeare's The Tempest. Now, are you going to try to say that I am Caliban again? I, I mean, he's Caliban in this movie? Uh, well, or just the one no, character? No. Um, the okay. spirit guide, Ariel, whom he commands. Elizabeth sure. arrives in the shattered Britain of the 1970s. And Elizabeth II is dead, killed in an arbitrary mugging. And Elizabeth I moves through the social and physical decay of the city, observing the sporadic activities of a group of aimless nihilists, including Amyl Nitrate, Bod, Chaos, Crabs, and Mad. What was uh, your high school nickname, Jarrett? Jarrett. Thought it was a uh, meat boy. Meat boy. I wish. Of, uh, you know that stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite part of the plot synopsis is numerous punk icons appear in the film, including Jordan, a Malcolm McLaren protege, Toya oh, yeah. Wilcox. Oh wow. Nell Campbell, oh, Adam Ant, Hermione. What? Hermine Domarani and Wayne Country. It features wow. performances by Wayne Country and Adam and the Ants. There wow. are also cameo appearances by The Slits and Susie and the Banshees. What? Wow, what a terrific uh like just catalog of punk well, uh do you, do you, celebrities. Are you, are, are you do you, you do know who Susie and the Banshees are, right? I haven't heard of a single one of these things, and you, I don't give a okay, shit. Well, there you go. You don't. If you don't even know who Sushi and the Banshees are, you can uh, just keep your opinions to yourself, my friend. I, I, that, I that, 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 that that's a pretty big oversight. That's that's on you, my friend. Mm-mm, and I'll RJ, but the big one, the film was scored by Brian Eno, which I was kind of like, huh. I I would say why though? Because he was part of the scene, man. It begins because here we go again. It begins with a scene where John D summons the spirit of Ariel for Queen Elizabeth. This skips over the again the the midget. Oh, who's just like feeding like some ponies or something? Yeah, dogs. (laughs) They looked like ponies. Those are like are they Great Danes or do I just have a bad memory? Yeah, they're they're dogs. They're not they're not they're not horses. Uh, The action RJ then moves to an archaic present day where law and order has broken down and punk gangs roam the streets committing acts of murder and larceny. Sounds pretty cool, right? Uh, So this movie like it opens Ah. up with this like this John D like Queen Elizabeth thing, and it is so like low rent. It Mm -hmm. it is just like and it goes on. It's written in the uh, the style of the time. It's trying to capture that sixteenth uh, century, seventeenth century uh, dialogue, and it's just like, what is this? And then it jumps ahead, and you're like, okay, cool, streets and buildings. I I know what these are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in one squat, Amyl Nitrate is instructing a group of young women. Uh, in do, in so doing, valorizing the violent criminal activity of Myra Hindley. RJ, are you familiar with Myra Hindley? Oh, who isn't? And, ta- and uh, her husband, they're Moore's murderers, killing children. So it's like, oh, I mean, everyone at the time would have known about this, and they've made films. And again, RJ, if you don't know, if you've never heard of Myra Hindley, come on. 
before she reminisces about her time as a ballet dancer and introduces the audience to Mad, Crabs, Chaos, Sphinx, and Angel, two incestuous bisexual brothers, and Baud, a sex-hating anarchist. Baud has just strangled and killed Elizabeth II and stolen her crown. RJ, did you also notice that Baud is played by the same actress that plays Queen Elizabeth I? Is it, isn't that also the same actress that was Kabiria in Fellini's Knights of Kabiria? <laughs> and also the actress who portrayed uh, Uncle Mon, or Mon Ankel in uh, that uh, famous um, Jacques Tati film? All one in the same. One in the same, I believe. Yes, yes. From there, RJ, the group move on to a cafe where Krabs picks up a young musician named The Kid. Sure they do. Mad tears up some postcards, and Baud attacks a waitress with a bottle of ketchup. Baud contacts Impresario Borgia Gaines on meeting Gaines. However, uh, she is surprised to find Emil performing a pastiche of rural Britannia. Remember that? Remember when she's yes. doing the goose step? Yeah. Sure, Sphinx, I remember. Sphinx and Angel establish a relationship with Viv, a young former artist whom they take to meet Max, an ex-soldier. In exchange for sexual favors, Krabs takes the kid to see Gins, who auditions him and his band signs them up under the name Scum. Sphinx and Angel try to talk the kid out of this, but he just laughs at their lecturing. Gins is branching out into property management and has purchased abandoned properties such as Westminster Cathedral and Buckingham Palace, which are transformed into musical venues. Remember? Uh, Meanwhile, Mad Bodding Crabs asphyxiate Happy Days, one of Crabs' one-night stands with red plastic sheeting, and break into the flat of androgynous rock star Lounge Lizard, whom Bod throttles to death. A fight breaks out at a disco session in St. Paul's Crypt between Kid and a policeman. After the gang all watch Kid's TV debut together, Viv and the three males all pay a visit to Max's bingo hall, where violent police activity causes the death of Sphinx, Angel, and the Kid. This is around the hour and 15 minute mark, I believe. <laughs> of uh, what? what's the full runtime? Oh, here? what is this? Like an hour and 46 minutes or so? Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's it. That's all, hey? And two revenge attacks on the police officers responsible. One of them is a castrated to death. One of them is castrated to death by Mad and Emil. The other one, who has just started an affair with crabs, is blown up on his doorstep with a petrol bomb by Bod. Finally, Gins takes the four women off to Dorset and signs a recording contract with them. Interspersed with these displays of contemporary anarchic violence, D, Ariel, and Elizabeth try to interpret the signs of anarchic uh, modernity around them before they undertake a pastoral and nostalgic return to the 16th century at the film's end. Oh, is that is that Alger? That's the movie. That's man. The movie when you that. when you put it like that, it seems wild. Yeah, it but makes you, it makes you re- really think. Makes you really put it all together. I mean, it it just flies by. You you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard mean, to keep it all tra- it, it, track. It's definitely not the kind of movie where, like, you just like get up and like go make a sandwich and come back maybe ten minutes later and and uh, go, oh. oh, this is still going, still going on. Oh, you mean one of the musical cues, perhaps, when they uh, start those scenes and you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll go change the the sand, or maybe I'll go change the litter box. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I didn't do that today. This is a good time to do that. And then you come back, you're like, oh. 
still on, hey? Oh, I better take out that hamburger to uh, defrost for tonight. So you go to the deep freeze, you pull that out, you walk it upstairs, stretch a little, fill up your water, slam her back, and you take a breath, and you're like, okay, let's go back. Yep. You go back down, and then you see there's a little bit more of the same. A little bit more. Of, and then I think there is that moment, though, when it ends, and you go, whew. Yeah, and then and then that's when you come to the realization. You're like, this is because of Jarrett, I think. <laughs> well, it's you're complicit in your presence. No, no, no. Or, or every week, you, no. You, I've you, never, I've never been on up. board with these you, things. You show up. You show up. So uh, yeah, I really dislike this movie. Um, sure. It is like I, there's nothing for me here. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. I I, I could make an example of like it's done better here but I don't know like that would be an insult to those movies being like why because why this movie just isn't it fails on all fronts mm-hmm. uh, not, like, I get nothing out of it um, mm-hmm. I am hard pressed picking Two. a movie that I would consider the worst movie I think in the collection for me mm-hmm. um, like this this outdoes I think how to get ahead in advertising Yes. Uh, at least in this in this 100%. block, and uh, I'd have to look in the previous block because I mean, I mean, there's that you, magic flute. Boy, oh boy, did that, is that not a good time? But yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is down there for me. I don't know. I have no I have no idea how to even talk about this. I'm I sure. get the impression that this movie does have fans, and there's like there's some element of it that they get out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a I I do listen to punk, and I do know who Adam Ant is as a punk band. And uh, I get these like references. I get what they're going for, but this, I mean, and Derek Jarman, he, he apparently the director of this, so he is a, he's not like a famous director, but he's pretty like, he's got some weight behind him. He directed like he made this one project called Blue. He's like a gay activist, uh, gardener. He made this one film mm-hmm. called Blue, where he filmed uh, basically it's a single frame of Blue, and he, as he narrates uh, his life of being treated with uh, for HIV and mm-hmm. talking about during that moment of being treated, he saw a flash of blue, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like more of an outlier in his body of work. A lot of his stuff is kind of variations on kind of this uh, Britishness that I feel Peter Greenaway does a much better job. But maybe that's because I'm a stuffy man, and I, I like kind of the mannered, ordered. Uh, indulgence of Peter Greenway, whereas this just feels like it's just like listless indulgence. And also, apparently, Derek Jarman uh, thought of this movie as a critique, RJ, of the punk scene. And uh, there was a period of time where the oh. punk people actually hated this movie because it depicted them so ugly and poorly. So, mm. I don't know. In some senses, RJ, this movie, in, I think, would in, actually does encapsulate your view of, uh, I think, of punk and dirty, filthy people because the movie feels in it, like it's been made by those people mm-hmm. because Derek Jarman apparently was not a fan <laughs> of this. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious, RJ, to hear your uh, thoughts now of uh, Jubilee because we, we all know where it's going. But uh, Well, you've alluded a little bit to uh, my things. I might surprise you. Uh, I think my biggest thing is Jubilee, Juba shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's getting better every week, eh? But in all serious, this movie is absolute dog shit. This is one I'm not even exaggerating, Jared. This is one of the worst movies we have ever watched together. 
we didn't even watch yeah. it together, but like I, I, uh, you know, I I usually argue or something yep. right here, but uh, nope. This this is legitimately and genuinely. <laughs> this, this is worse than dog. Wor- this, this is this is I think I would say worse than Dog Star Man. Yeah, at least, I put like, it. Do- <laughs> I put it underneath both of those. Absolutely. So yeah. like your your ranked lists for the creeps so far are better because you're you've chunked them in 100 spine segments which is better because i have the monster list which is almost at 200 and sometimes i forget like it's like i don't even remember that movie but i guess this one this week is better than that for some reason but i can say with confidence you bottom of even the 200 so far that we've covered uh jubilee sucks like (laughs) It is like so I, bad. I so bad within the first five ten minutes of this meeting. I was like, oh yeah, it's like I I don't like this at all. And then it keeps going. Half an hour in, I was like, holy fuck! Uh, an hour in, I stopped uh, for the night. Um, I, I watched this over two nights because I was just like, I I got to a point where I was like, you know, I have the time. I could finish this. I set my day aside for this, and I was like, I don't want to fucking finish this movie because I don't think I can do it right now. There's so much I dislike about this. But How, you, you rank it above Night Porter and Salo still? I have different issues with Night Porter the, but and Salo. But those movies are at least like move like they, they're like told. So you know what? Like, <laughs> like they're I, told I was actually, stories. Like because Salo is like I like a really like well shot movie. Okay, here here's what I'll do. I was on the fence because I was like, you know what? I might I don't know about between Night Porter and so I'm gonna I'll put it under Night Porter, but uh, Salo is and probably will forever be the bottom oh, of my list. That's such bullshit. <laughs> no, that is a hundred percent accurate take on things. So yeah, Jubilee's worse than the Night Porter even because the Night Porter again, like you said, Night Porter has I found that movie conflicting because it had like nice elements to it. It had good cinematography, and I liked some of the stuff that they were going with the story. I just didn't like that movie like at all. So, Jubilee is complete bullshit. Uh, this is the definition of try-hard art house garbage, I think, um, in every way that I imagine it. Uh, up front, I hate punk. I think punk is the dumbest, shittiest trend and like fad like genre lifestyle. It's the worst one, hands down. <laughs> It is the worst one. You can be emo. You can be goth. It's you like can, sociology. You can be, art. It's yeah. This is absolute. <laughs> this is the sociology of like people. <laughs> it is the absolute bottom barrel, lowest of the low. And I don't give a shit if you like punk. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I hate punk. See, I, I I'm not saying this. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying this at all. Say, I know you're not you, saying you, this. You you are though. I like I like new punk stuff, which isn't oh, really punk. like Blink like Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, I do. Yeah, well, See, some, there people, you go. some people call Blink new punk. <laughs> I call it alt rock because that's what it is in my mind is alt rock. And he believes in aliens. Yes, I do. Tom DeLonge does. We both yeah. do. We share that. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't think Blink One Eighty Two is punk. Uh, but you, <sighs> there's so much of the punk stuff that I just don't like, and it's it's the same with Sid and Nancy. Where I, I still believe that Sid and Nancy is not a good movie, like the way people think it is. But one of the big reasons I don't like it is the punk scene. Punk people are fucking garbage people. 
They walk around. They're spitting on people's faces. They're like, oh, you don't like me? Then uh, you're, it's your attitude, man. You have the problem. And it's like, no. If you're going to walk around being a piece of shit, it's like that's your problem. Don't put that on other people. It's like you got to accept me, man. I think it's total bullshit. I think it's an excuse to be shitty towards other people. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it, Jared. I think punk people suck. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They suck. So I hate that. I think this movie encapsulates that completely. But this movie is also the most, as I said, the most try-hard bullshit. And it's like this insider referential See, stuff. I, I wish this was try-hard because it would be better. If, if, well, if it feels like not at all like it's trying hard. So here's here's my try hard moments. You have this like fucking worked in meta Shakespearean stuff. It's like what if one of Shakespeare's characters was like real man and he what came and he was a time traveler man. It's like Otto from The Simpsons is writing a fucking screenplay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, but well, that's how I that's how I took it in. But I think so. All the Shakespeare try, uh, like put in stuff. I think it was dumb. Then you have all these like different things where it's like all the artists in this are like anarchy is art and anarchy is life. Yes. Art is life. And then they're like, whoa. And they're just like hanging so, out in painted black so, room. It's so again, keep in mind that uh, Derek Jarman is making fun of punks. I'm aware. No, see, I, I know what he's making fun of in this sense, but at see, the same but, time, but I don't I know think if, it's presented. I don't think it's I, presented like that. I feel like he likes this stuff. I, but he doesn't, apparently. Uh, even so, it's fucking garbage. And then there's also like this excessive, needlessly excessive violence stuff where, hey, I just went on a big rant about how I think Rambo is awesome yeah. because what, of its excessive what, violence. Whoa, whoa, but whoa. The way it's in, but, but in Rambo, that's what that whole movie is about. That's why you buy the ticket to that movie. You want to see that. This movie, it pops up and it's just like, look at these people. They believe in nothing. They're going to assault waitresses. They're going to like castrate guys and have boxing matches. Uh, it's like, I feel it's so needless and pointless. It's just like, why? what is this even in here for? The, the scene that I hate more than anything is that boxing match between them. And like, that's not even the excessive violence. No. It's so pointless. It's yeah. so ridiculous. And that lady with the short buzzed hair, she symbolizes everything about punk that I dislike where it's like very in your face. And it's like, it's like, you don't like me. That's your problem. And it's like, Oh, get away from me. You know what I mean? Like there's so that whole scene is so in your face. It's like, go away. Stop bothering people. Fucking move to the mountains. Buy a horse. Stop bothering everybody. Man, I hate punk, Jarrett. I hate it. So I think you know, RJ. I was at uh, I was at Five Guys a few weeks ago, and <gasps> you uh, went for a burger uh, without me. And I was standing in the line, and uh -huh. I was looking around, and like I, I realized over the radio, the Sex Pistols were playing, <laughs> and uh, talking about anarchy in the UK. And I'm looking out over this like. I guess like a sea of humanity stuff in their faces with hamburgers. And there's this like 60, 70 year old men and women just eating their hamburgers and they're listening to the sex pistols. Cause it's like, it's just pop music now. Yep. And like, no, it's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's, uh, it's just been absorbed and I'm everything basically sounds like it. And you're like, cause me, I'm like, Oh, these people are like almost like, we're like run out of, uh, the country. And, uh, they were like, I think Johnny Rotten was stabbed. 
as well. Sure. So, I mean, th- th- there was like this moment, RJ, uh, in, Th- in Thatcher's Britain, where uh, this was the reaction, the working class reaction to uh, how shitty things were. And this music kind of organically kind of grew out of that. I understand the historical See, significance. I don't think you do, co- though. I don't think you do. I'm say- the, the I fact understand- that you don't know who understand- Susie and the Banshees are. Oh man, that's I understand. That's a the they're, his- not even, they're not even a punk band. It, you hate them. I understand the historical significance of the punk movement to not just music but to culture and society. What I'm saying is, I think punk people are bad people, and I don't like that movement. I understand how much it influence what we have today but i like how you brought up five guys that's a perfect analogy for this five guys burgers and fries is a nice place they make tasty burgers Mm -hmm. but i hate going there and you know why because it's fucking filthy it's (laughs) disgusting in there not the peanuts i don't give a shit about the peanuts that you eat in there Every person who goes to Five Guys is a fucking animal and they just leave mounds of garbage on their tables and then take off. Have you and ever seen the garbages though? The garbages they have? They're full. They're, they're you know, Yeah, because there's only ever two fucking people who work at Five Guys. One person working the till, one person making the food and it's like hire two more people. One person to help out and just to empty garbages all day long. Do it. Do it. So, yeah, I like Five Guys, but I hate the people who take it up. Probably the same with Punk. Probably the same with the Fight Club fan base. Probably hire, the same with the Hidden hi, Fortress fan hire, base. Hire some more people. Just, we'll hold, keep up the status quo. Just be better at this. Like, it doesn't have to. No, don't, my, my big thing is it doesn't have que- to be don't, like that. Don't question things. Just it, go with the flow. It doesn't have to be like that. So Five Guys is a perfect analogy for Jubilee. And, like... <laughs> I so I've talked about this before, where it came up in the true foe things, uh, where there's like that inside referential stuff where it's like jokes. It's like, oh, this is uh, France in 1970. Am I right? Wink, wink. And it's like, okay, okay. I know you guys didn't think people would be ta- watching these movies, reviewing them, fucking 50 years later. I get that, but like this movie, all these alleged punk idols that are popping up. Well, they weren't though. These were like so a dumb in, gimmick that so from, I from, feel like doesn't mean anything. Well, they were making for their friends, I guess, at the time. Sure. But they're, they're, apparently, a lot of the bigger acts dropped out of it before they made it because they were like, "Uh, we don't like the way this is going." Fair, fair point. And then they got kind of like sure. lesser known acts, I would say. And so now it's just like kind of like this. I don't know. I don't know why it's here in the collection, honestly. It's just, it's so chunky. I have no it's idea so, what it's, it's so unappealing, but I guess it's like, well, it's this unique, specific type of movie. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that movies like this do not get really put in there. I mean, the closest thing to it are like John Waters movies, but those at least resemble movies like still like they feel yeah. like there's like a flow but i mean they're like you're gonna hate john waters movies let me tell you um i'm but, sure like, i but, will but for, for different reasons than i think that are the problems with jubilee where there's just like nothing to like i think i can about. i can recognize filmmaking standards it's like like we brought up earlier night porter i have a lot of problems with night porter but night porter is an actual movie Jubilee as a, is as a, I mean, as a Salo. No, Salo something. Salo exists in this different plane, <laughs> and it's unlike things 
unlike anything. Jubilee, when I was watching this whole movie, all I could think of, I was like, this is this is like if a high school kid was writing Joker fan fiction. He's like, you know, I, I heard there's a Joker origin movie. I'm going to write my own. Hmm. And it's just this squalor, these people, this art, this anarchy. We're going to have a boxing match just because. Maybe that's what uh, Todd Phillips' vision is going to be like. It could be. It could be. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't like it too much. Uh, it's interesting. We both strongly dislike this movie, but I, f- I think for different, for different reasons. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. This movie sucks, Jared. We can uh, at least we can agree that this yeah. movie is horrible, right? Yeah. Um. I, I I'm just always annoyed when like a movie just does n- absolutely nothing stimulating. <laughs> like you're just like plus what am I, what, it's just scenes. It's an hour and forty six minutes long. Yeah, that's a that's ridiculous. If this know? thing was eighty minutes, it would have a little bit more leeway. <laughs> it would be a half hour shorter. It would be yes, but you you know what I mean. It's like yeah, if this if this was like an hour long, you'd be like, ah, it's not good, but at least it's not long. But it's not good and it's long. So yeah. it's it's even worse. Yeah. Like you. Like me. This movie sucks, and uh, I hate you for making me watching this. Okay. Um, well, let's hear from one person who hates this movie, and then, RJ, let's hear from who loves this movie. Mm, okay. Okay. So I think this is the lowest one. Half a star from Luke. From Luke. Okay, I see Luke. Yeah. Man, I cannot ever overstate just how much I fucking hate punk. The entire (laughs) original movement was immediately commercial, capitalist, and full of poser losers with no personality or actual beliefs. So they just clung onto some bullshit fashion to be edgy and wow. Every band that led up to punk was far more sincere and in it solely for the art's sake because there there was no scene to obsess over. Also, modern-day punks are just as insufferable and completely void of purpose, regurgitating mm-hmm. the same slogans that they don't even understand or advocate. How does all this relate to the movie? Well, it captures punk exactly. Flashy, showy, shocking acts done because why not? Jarman mm-hmm. d- does take the opportunity to shit on punk a bit, but this whole thing is just one extended fart. Thank God Jarman <laughs> stepped up later on. This is this Luke. He's like a more articulate RJ. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. I'd say we're equally articulate in different facets. Uh, I agree with Luke completely, mm-hmm. and uh, I agree with most of his ratings. Like he's got good ratings. He's got Citizen Kane five stars, Mulholland Drive five stars, Silence of the Ram of the Rams yes five stars. Uh, but then he does also have like a little questionable things like. Funny Games, five stars. But he gave Swiss Army Man and Blair Witch five stars, so that's pretty cool. But half stars, Jarrett, again, back and forth. He just gave The Fanatic with John Travolta a half star. I haven't seen that movie, but it looks awesome. Playtime by Jacques Tati, a half star. And that movie that's been brought up before, Loquisha, where a white man pretends to be a black woman. He gave that a half star. Is it a half star? I don't know. Time will tell. Probably. Is In the Mood for Love a half a star? Whoa. Uh, see, he's he's a little here. He's a little there, dude. Huh. I wonder if he was on the show back then. He could have been back then. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right, RJ. Uh, now we're going to do a five star. All right. Hit it. Hit it. 
uh boy i wish i could actually read this um malice in w land malice in w get, land i i got gotcha. you malice like in wonderland you feel me what <laughs> five stars okay i've been on a good films hot streak recently and british directors for some reason but this film is on a whole different level this film is just an experience it's my favorite sort of film where the scenes just sort of fade together and it just becomes a feeling this film is more than punk it's art there is not much order to it and the plot is pretty non-existent but within the pure chaos and disorder there's something beautiful Maybe I just have a flair for the dramatic and think seeing people monologue histrionically is a is good enough uh, time at the cinema. Derek Jarman's Jubilee serves campus capitalist sentiment by blending decrepit DIY set decoration with angsty youths monologuing about British how achieves the highest form of trash art. Oh, the most punk films ever made in the sense that it doesn't give a fuck if you like it or not. Intellectual, shocking, beautiful, ugly singular garbage my cup of tea Mm -hmm. through and through um but then but then they also gave shape of five stars and the funny games remake five stars also and then the half stars are just neil breen movies and then (laughs) animal lisa charlie kaufman which is that movie sucks oh does it Oh, it's not, it's it's not a half star, but so, it's not good. So there's that, and then pay it forward is a half a star bad take, and then disaster artist, which the the uh, person who hated this movie too, they also gave the disaster artist one star, which I think disaster artist is a very good show. Yeah. I don't know what their problem is, but yeah, I mean I don't know if it's gonna it's not uh, it's aging. It's good when I watched it. Point. Um, like absolutely no one talks about yeah. it. I, it was very but. Uh, well, maybe you and me should do a podcast about that movie. Yeah, about things that we... This is dumb. Oh. Okay. Susie. All right, well, let's go to the videos here. Let's see this uh, number oh one. Oh, my God. Anyways. This, this is film. This is absolutely one of the worst movies we've watched. RJ, are you uh, feeling more punk than ever, having completed another episode of our podcast? The only thing I know for sure is that not only do I hate punk, I hate you. But RJ, do you not think that podcasting is like the modern day punk? I, um, I'm done with you for good this time. And I, I, I actually do mean that. 
You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us about how good punk music is. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on the letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We're on YouTube. We have a Patreon. Make it worth our while, folks. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder and harder. Yeah, we do. Our computers are breaking every week. Yeah, we, we could sure use new ones. Gotta get some RAM, you know. Gotta get some of those, mm. that memory. A good uh, RAM. We're on SoundCloud. It's like the silence of the RAM. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Red Red Tube, and next week, uh, may, maybe, because oh, RJ is well. apparently fucking busy or something. Yeah, um, I gotta work. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna allegedly. Well, so yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted, folks. But uh, no no guarantees. I'm we not, might have an episode. We might not. And, uh, and might be late. Might not be. We're gonna, it's definitely actually gonna be late. But we'll see uh, how late. Um, I mean, if you have a problem with it, email in and let us know. And if you haven't emailed in before, go to the Patreon and let us know that way. So, because we're we're about this close to packing it in, you guys. You have no idea, folks. So we're, we're this close. In, in scare quotes, next week, spine one hundred and ninety-two. It can't get much worse, right? Is that? Are you asking me? I don't think it Coup can. Coup de Gras from nineteen seventy-six. Directed by Volker Schlondorf. Last seen recently with Lost Honor Katharina Blum. Well, that's good though. I like that movie. That's a good sign. I mean, I don't. I like yeah. it. I like that. So. I like that show. Is there a problem, Jared? No. You made it sound like it was a bad show. Well, I'm just saying that. I mean, I think we've hit rock bottom here. I mean, it's, it's only oh. it's only up from here, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can't we can't get worse than this fucking thing. This movie sucks so bad. Good night, folks. Yeah, punk is dumb. Fuck you. <laughs>